You're listening to Too Much on Her Plate, the podcast for smart, busy women who are tired of running on the hamster wheel and are ready to create freedom from overeating and emotional eating. I'm your host, clinical psychologist, author, and a smart, busy woman too, Dr. Melissa McCreary. Hey there, welcome back. Today I want to talk about a trap that catches so many smart women who are unhappy or struggling with emotional eating or overeating or weight. And it's a trap that you might not even see. Or if you see it, you might be telling yourself a story that it's an unavoidable trap. It's just a necessary trap. It's just a requirement of the situation. But this is a trap, and for many women, it is keeping them from achieving their goals or healing their relationship with food. I often ask my clients, what will change? What do they think will change when they achieve their goal with food and when they change the way that they eat? I'll say, so, you know, how will you show up differently? What will be different when all this happens? One of the answers I hear a lot is that they will show up differently and that they will allow themselves different kinds of things, different opportunities, once they have crossed this finish line that they have in their minds. So when I've achieved the goal, I'll accept more invitations. I won't avoid some of these get-togethers. I'll get, you know, I'll say yes to my friends more. I'm kind of avoiding them now. Sometimes I just feel better staying at home. Pulling back and hiding These things show up all the time, even for women who are so good at pulling it off and they're so good at it that no one even suspects it's happening, right? Nobody even notices that they're not showing up as the fullest version of themselves or that they're hiding. I'm calling this emotional eating isolation. And today I'm going to talk about the reality, the consequences, and some shifts in thinking that I think you might find valuable. So first, I want to ask you if your feelings about your eating, your weight, or your body are holding you at any distance from others. Are there things that you avoid or try to avoid or say no to? Are there ways that you try to hide or to be less visible or less noticeable even when you do show up? Is there self-consciousness or self-judgment that is restricting your behavior or that keeps you from asking for what might be helpful? The stories we tell ourselves about what it means to be eating in a way that you aren't content with, the self-blame that we dish out, and the diet mentality beliefs that we have swallowed, all of these things can lead to being more isolated than you need to be with a struggle that is really important to you to solve. Isolation over emotional eating or overeating can also lead to more overeating and to staying stuck. It helps you stay stuck. Now, I want to be clear. I'm not talking about severe cases of isolation or pathological isolation. I'm not talking about not leaving your house or never interacting with others or even more severe social anxiety. When I talk about the isolation related to overeating or emotional eating, I'm talking about living in a self-imposed silo when it comes to your concerns about your relationship with food. 
a self-imposed silo whose walls are probably reinforced with guilt and even shame about this area of your life, a self-imposed silo that is cemented with stories that you've come to believe like, I should have fixed this by now. I should be able to figure this out. Everyone else knows how to do this. Or things like, I'm weak or lazy or undisciplined. Or even, maybe there's just something wrong with me. When and if you've decided that you are different in a way that you've decided is unacceptable, it paints an invisible line between you and the rest of the world. And to go back to a missing piece member who is saying that she'll reconnect with her friends in that deeper way after she stops overeating, after she loses the weight. Well, emotional eating isolation to any degree can mean living a life where you tell yourself that you don't deserve, you don't get the connection you want until after, until you've done the work and achieved the goal. Here's the rub. Not only does connection feed us, not only do you deserve the goodness of your life now because it's not something that you have to earn, not only does depriving yourself from the good experiences sometimes lead to a deprivation that makes our cravings for short-term band-aids, like overeating, even worse, not only all of these things, but there's this. Sometimes the fastest way to end your struggles with food begin by creating the right kinds of connection. So given how all this stuff comes together, it is not unusual for someone who's really a perfect fit for your missing piece, my group program for ending overeating and emotional eating, it's not unusual to have someone tell me, that program sounds great, but I'm not really a group person. Not being a group person, that can mean a lot of things. And so I ask about it, and it usually boils down to one of the following. Shame, as in, I'm ashamed of the situation I'm in, or nobody else is in the same situation as I am. It can't be as bad for other people. They won't understand. I could never talk about this. I could never talk about these habits in front of other people. I'll get in the group and my reasons for not solving this problem, they're going to sound so minor or silly. I'm sure others have it so much worse, or they aren't nearly at the level of struggle that I'm at, right? It's one or the other. It's not bad enough for me to be in the group. It's too bad for me to be in the group. There's also a feeling of not fitting in. What if I join and it doesn't work for me? What if I can't do it right? What if I'm too shy? What if I talk too much? What if I don't know what to say? Do you want to learn something new and important about yourself? Take a moment. Take a deep breath. Be curious and not judgmental, and then ask yourself what comes up for you when you think about sharing your overeating situation or asking for help with your overeating situation in a group that is safe and that is designed for this purpose. Ask yourself, would it feel safe? Would it feel like a relief? Would it feel scary as hell? What would make you feel anxious or fearful or trepidatious about it? And I love that word trepidatious. To be clear, I want to make sure you understand when I talk about connecting or being in a group, I'm talking about a group or a relationship that you're connecting with that is safe space, that is supportive space, not just anybody, safe, supportive space. Safety is non-negotiable. So 
What do you notice about what comes up when you consider that safe group situation? Your answer can give you some good information about things like what you might need for helpful connections to feel safe, the questions that you might want to ask, the the information you might want to collect. And your answers might give you helpful information about stories and beliefs about yourself or others that are holding you back and keeping you in emotional eating isolation. I want to share some perspective that might be useful to you. Because emotional eating isolation doesn't feel good. It doesn't create growth or positive change. And the stories that keep you in emotional eating isolation only reinforce it. They contribute to overeating cycles and they will never put you on the path to peace with food or peace with yourself. A major part and one of the most powerful components of your missing piece is the coaching. And to do this, we get on Zoom three times each month. Most people turn their cameras on, although there's not a requirement for this. And members talk. They ask questions. They share how things are going. They ask for help and coaching on the situations or topics or strategies that they want help with or maybe are feeling struggle, you know, struggling with or feeling lost in. Notice what comes up for you as I describe this. Notice what feelings you have in your body if you picture yourself in this situation. Just notice, be curious. And now let me tell you some things that happen in these groups that you might not expect. Things that emotional eating isolation might be depriving you of in your life. So yes, there are relationships and connections are built. And there is community in connection. And there's also energy There is an energy of being in a room, even a Zoom room, with women from multiple continents who are all investing their time and hope and focus into the same thing that you want. There's an energy that is created when a group of people come together in support of the same goals and talk about similar struggles. That binge last Thursday, that guilt that you're carrying for eating that leftover candy, something is released and the energy shifts when it is shared outside of your head, when it is shared and grappled with in the open. Do you ever feel like you've got to have a blind spot that's keeping you stuck and overeating? Connection, especially a group like I'm describing, but all safe connection is actually an excellent way to untangle and get past your blind spots. Here's what I mean. Do you know how it feels like you have all the information, like you know it all, like you should be able to connect the dots or implement the strategy and just change your eating, but for some reason you just haven't been able to? When you struggle with this alone in your head or even in a journal, it's easy to go in the same old circles. In a group with connection, you get to see what's going on from different vantage points. Sometimes You need help with something that you don't even know how to verbalize or maybe even how to see. It's not even conscious for you. And then with connection, you hear it or you see it in someone else's experience or sharing. And then all of a sudden you know it in a way you never would have seen it or known it if it was just you. You by yourself in isolation trying to make changes and trying to figure it out all by yourself. 
group coaching and connection, they both have the potential to spark amazing insights, even when you aren't the one who is sharing or the one being coached. This happens all the time in my groups. In a group, it is so easy, so much easier and different to hear the mindset garbage that's holding you or somebody else back. You hear it differently. You see it from a different vantage point. You have access to multiple new perspectives or alternate ways of thinking about things that you might want to practice instead of the place that you've been stuck. You experience someone else doing things and saying things, maybe being ridiculously hard on themselves. And all of a sudden, the self-abuse that you've been heaping on yourself, well, there's a moment because you saw it over here where you get in a different way how unfair you've been being to yourself. I mean, that's just one example. Here's another thing that's really important to know about emotional eating isolation. In isolation, shame only grows. The beliefs that underlie any shame that you have, the beliefs that are kind of adding fuel to the fire there, seem more true every time your brain repeats them, every time you think about that shame. Do you know what begins to dissolve shame? It's speaking it out loud in a safe place, being seen in safety by people who do not believe in your shame. This is how you untangle shame, how you dissolve shame, how you move past it. Perfectionism, which is a huge source of overeating, thrives in isolation. Alone with only our thoughts, we usually miss all the ways our perfectionism is tying us up in knots or keeping us stuck. I can't tell you how often and how quickly I have created my own positive results because talking through my own struggles with a friend or in a group instantly showed me how I was framing everything in an all-or-nothing perfectionistic kind of way. Safe connection, being in a group of people where you're safely connected, we don't tolerate perfectionistic thinking. We, we, we see it for what it is, and it becomes very obvious. Connection also reminds you of the things that you may have forgotten because you're so frustrated with the struggle that you're in, that you're smart, that you're a good problem solver, that you're a thinker, that your insights have value. You see yourself differently in a group. It's just true. Just this week, I got an email from somebody who was not able to be on a coaching call that we had this week. And so she had watched the replay. And she emailed me to say that something someone had shared on the replay had just been very, touched her very powerfully. It wasn't what the person had shared. It wasn't what the person was asking for help with. What she wanted to share was how moved she had been by how strong and powerful and capable this woman was. And she said, you know, I don't think she realizes it. I hope she realizes it. I would love to tell her this because I was so moved by seeing her. That is an example of being able to see things through a different lens or through somebody else's perspective. And when you can see those things in other people, it unlocks your ability to also see them in yourself. There are pieces of diet mentality that can get us stuck in emotional eating isolation. First of all, being in a group 
does not make you a group person, whatever that is. And like I said, it can mean a lot of different things. Being in a group, the right kind of group for change and transformation actually shines a light on your individuality and on the qualities of the individuals who are in that group. Connecting, and again, we're talking about in a safe place with people who are safe. Connecting helps you see who you are from a different vantage point. Emotional eating isolation is fueled by diet mentality because it fuels the idea that because you haven't, air quotes here, succeeded by diet mentality standards, that somehow you're an outlier or you're somebody who will be judged because you don't fit in or you've been doing it wrong or you haven't been able to do it. Diet mentality thrives on groupthink and the idea that there's only one right way or one right place that you should be starting, that there's only one right next step. And to go back to the beginning where I talked about how many women tell me that they will allow themselves more true connection after they achieve their goal, after they make peace with food, the belief that you don't deserve to connect fully with others now that you need to hide or isolate, that there's something wrong with you for having something that you're working on, it is such a damaging artifact of diet mentality. True connection embraces individuality. True connection helps us get reconnected with what we feel and need and want. And that is why it is such a fundamentally important piece of your missing piece And I believe it's a fundamentally important piece to creating freedom from overeating and ending the struggles. You deserve a safe place to remember how to be you. Now, not later. A place to find your confidence again, maybe just in this one area, but to reconnect with that confident, unstoppable version of you. A place where you can remember or learn how to ask for the kind of help that you need. When you allow yourself safe, healing connection, when you can see yourself and your current situation through fresh lenses, this is when breakthrough happens. Learning how to be you with food and with your feelings and your needs at the same time others are doing the same thing in their own ways often creates a much faster path to what you need and to what you really want. We thrive on connection. We need and deserve connection now, not later. So take a moment. If emotional eating or overeating is isolating you, don't you deserve more? I sure think so. If you're ready to lose your overeating and emotional eating habits and you are ready to step into a relationship with food that fits you, one that doesn't rely on willpower and deprivation, then now is the time to join your missing piece. Enrollment is open and this is the perfect time to join me. Go to toomuchonherplate.com forward slash freedom or just click on the link in the show notes. Your Missing Piece is the program where I show you step-by-step how to create freedom from overeating with a unique combination of psychologist-designed, personalized work-with-me, coaching, and smart strategy. You'll learn how to reclaim your power, ditch the diets, and create results that are built to last. 
Check it all out at too much on her plate.com forward slash freedom. And I'll see you inside.